0: grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the Gospel reading from Matthew 11. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you all know that the Christian life is the life of living in and from your baptism into Christ. But what does that really mean? Most Christians have no idea. Well, it means that you you daily fight Against your sinful nature. Emphasis on daily. Not just once in your life, but rather day after day you do battle against your sinful desires. It's hard. It's difficult. It's painful. The baptized Christian wants to do what is God-pleasing. There are successes, but there are also failures. St. Paul admitted it. We heard that in the epistle earlier. So, what do you do? when the things that you do are the very things that you hate because they are not God-pleasing. And the things that you want to do and are God-pleasing, you don't do it. What do you do when you find, as the Apostle Paul knew firsthand, that whenever you want to do good, evil lies close at hand? What do you do when your mind delights in God's commandments and truly wants to do them? And yet, your sinful flesh simply refuses to cooperate, setting you at war within yourself. The answer, the answer is to turn away from yourself and then turn in faith to the Savior, Jesus Christ. The answer is to confess your sin, but most of all, to trust in Jesus and his delightful and comforting invitation in Matthew 11. Come to me, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Brothers and sisters, Jesus, who has already come to you, wants you to come to him. Yes, I said it, Jesus came to you first, when you wouldn't come to him. His coming for you was for your salvation and it was revealed in his conception by the Holy Spirit his birth of the Virgin Mary his suffering under Pontius Pilate his Good Friday crucifixion brutal death and burial and Jesus still comes to you in your baptism in the preaching of the gospel in the absolution and the Lord's Supper delivering that Good Friday forgiveness to you brothers and sisters Jesus bullishly wants you to come to him with all of your sin, with all of your guilt, with all of your shame, and with all of your burdens in life. Jesus wants to give you rest from the relentless accusations of your sinful flesh, the devil, and the world. Jesus would give you a Sabbath day's rest, now and forever with him. I'm begging you, brothers and sisters, continue to live then in and from your your baptism by coming to Jesus who has already come to you and this Jesus who has shouldered all of your burdens and answered for all your sins. Trust Jesus, brothers and sisters. Use him properly against all your sin. Receive his Good Friday forgiveness in the way that he gives it in word and sacrament every Sunday. It seems so basic, doesn't it? So simple. Come to Jesus. Trust him receive from him. And yet all I hear from LCMSers, the lifers as well as the newbies, is that we're just too busy, too distracted, too frantic. Doing what? (laughs) Worshipping the idols we create instead of believing in Jesus and receiving from him. And so as a result, generally speaking, we LCMSers have hellaciously divorced ourselves from Jesus. We won't come to him. And you know, this is so unnecessary. It's so hellishly unnecessary. Brothers and sisters, for you and for your salvation, Jesus, in his crucified body, bore the crushing and hellish weight of all your sin on the cross. So why then would you live as if he has done nothing for you? Why would you want to frantically try to bear an answer for your sin and replace Jesus with yourself? As if you could atone for your sin. I mean, really? Brothers and sisters, for you, Jesus endured the enormous and gargantuan burden of all our shame and guilt in his Good Friday death. And so why in the world, I ask, all of us, would we want to try and hold on to them as if we can handle our guilt and shame? I mean, really? So, for those of you who have ears to hear, it's time to listen. I have been sent by Jesus to proclaim to you really good news. The best preaching that you can ever hear. Jesus is the savior of sinners. Like you and me. Actual flesh and blood sinners. So it's time for us to be like a little child and believe what Jesus says and promises. It's high time that we become like little children and receive what Jesus gives. So come to me, says Jesus, and I will give you rest. So I'm begging all of you, take these words of Jesus to heart because he's the one who knows the Father. He's the one who has received all authority in heaven and on earth from the Father. He's the one who died and rose from the dead for you. His words are certain and sure. And he says to you, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So, you know what? You are not walking alone when you repentantly and faithfully come to Jesus. Because he walks with you. He has bound himself to you with his yoke. He walks with you like a couple of oxen yoked together pulling a plow. And his yoke is easy, he says. And his burden, he says, is light. It's easy and light. Why? I'll tell you why because he's the one who bears the burden for you. He's the one who shoulders the heavy load. All you do is just walk along with him like a little child who walks next to his older, bigger brother. Jesus carries the load for you, and you get to walk along with him. (laughs) So I beg you again, come to Jesus, who has already come to you. He's gentle, and he is humble of heart. He isn't an overbearing, demanding deity that demands you sacrifice to him. He is, for you, the sacrificed Savior. He is the good shepherd. He is the Redeemer. You know, Jesus really doesn't give a rip about what you can do for him. Because he's only into you. All he wants is you. He wants you to come to him with all your burdens, with your cares, with your sorrows, with your brokenness, your lostness, your doubting, all your sins. He wants all of it. Everything that you carry around every day. He wants it under the yoke of his Good Friday cross where all your sins and burdens were borne by him. Come to Jesus. Come to him in his word and hear what he has to say to you. He wants to reveal the hidden things of faith that the wise and the religiously smart don't and refuse to get. Listen to Jesus in the way of a little child who listens, trusting, holding on to his words that are spirit and life, his words and promises that are faith-creating and life-sustaining. If you're not baptized, I'm begging you to come to Jesus in baptism and receive his divine and saving name. Those of you who are baptized, your baptism in his name has a daily effect in your life. It's like a, pardon me for saying so, but I can't help myself. It's like a bank account that you can draw on freely whenever you wish. Withdrawing his Good Friday forgiveness to use against all your sin. And I'll dare to say it. Holy absolution, too, is like a gospel ATM machine that lets you draw money from your account whenever you need it. When you daily confess your sins and hear and believe the word of forgiveness, you're living in and from your baptism. And so living in and from that washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit then restores, renews, and refreshes our wearied souls that's weighed down by sin and guilt and shame. Brothers and sisters, like a little child, come to Jesus in his supper today. He wants to refresh you in a most unique way. He gives you living bread, his body, the wine of gladness, his blood. These things seem so ordinary to the eye and so difficult for the intellect to grasp. It's really inconceivable how a bit of bread or a sip of wine on a Sunday morning can mean anything
1: for the burdens
0: of our week. And yet Jesus tells us all, come to me, come to me. Jesus knows what's good for your soul. And so coming to him here, you find that refreshment that can't be found anywhere else in the world. Believe this, I beg you. Like a little child. The Apostle Paul, as we heard in the epistle, when he looked at his life of tension between the old and the new, between his renewed mind and his Adamic flesh, he simply says, at the end of it all, what? Wretched man that I am the same dilemma however that's not the final word the good news today and every day is that we have been delivered from this body of death by the crucified body of jesus given unto death for us we have been delivered from this body of death by the resurrected body of jesus with whom there is eternal life and resurrection of the body on the last day and so all one can say to that is what St. Paul himself said in the epistle. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of Jesus.